it's just gonna be super 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 cute podcast. I'm your host Luna Rosa and I'm super excited to be sharing this first episode so that you can hear what this podcast is going to be like. So Burnt Bridges is an interview podcast where I interview my besties about navigating the workplace as young millennials, women of color, queer people, people with mental illnesses, particularly people living in the Midwest. So just a little bit about myself. I've been out of college for two years, and in that time, I've encountered really questionable labor practices, especially for me in nonprofit spaces that were supposed to be kind of for the people or political or radical in some way. And I've been really mistreated and hurt and dismissed in those spaces. So for me, I really feel like I've burned a lot of bridges with women who I thought were my mentors and that I looked up to and that would be really down for me but I felt like I ended up getting dismissed as soon as I stood up for myself in my workplace situations. So for me the title comes from the realization that ultimately we all depend on abusers for our survival. Under capitalism, whether you work for a major corporation where you're putting billions in someone's pocket or whether you're at a small nonprofit in the middle of nowhere. Um, sometimes I feel like our survival is at the whims of people who are abusive or manipulative or just liars. <laughs> and so I came up with this title because it feels like a lot of places where I've worked, I was harmed. And it feels like most jobs that I've had, my options have been to ignore my pain just so that I can continue a positive relationship with my former employers or um, and so that I can keep a good reference or I could stand up for myself and I've never really felt like I could do both. I've witnessed a lot of horrible and abusive behavior, especially working for people that call themselves feminists, call themselves activists, call themselves anti-oppression, all these labels and titles. And then it's still, we're still seeing the same pattern of behavior that we see at major corporations and that we see at these places that we're supposed to be against. And so for me, I feel like recently I've chosen to stand up for myself and it has caused me a lot of time and money, therapy money, a lot of tears, and ultimately the loss of reference letters. And we all need that to survive. And so... For this first episode, I found a piece of audio that I recorded back in February 2019. And this was during a period of my life where this had just happened to me. I had someone who I really saw as my mentor. It was another woman of color that I had really looked up to in the past. And when I asked her for a reference, she said no. She denied me a reference. And it was based on the fact that I had stood up for myself in my past at my past workplace and because I believe she was against that and so she denied me the reference that I really felt like I was owed and I was really hurt and I was really also 
grappling with my sense of value and my sense of belonging because I was applying to this program that was supposed to be that's supposed to be helping me get into grad school. I asked for this um, I asked for this reference letter. She denied that reference letter and on top of that I was moving from one apartment to the other and I was trying to get my application approved but they were telling me that I didn't make enough money and so that just kind of <laughs> spiraled my anxiety. And so you'll hear me in the clip that I'm really reflecting on <laughs> some of the projections that I was having at the time around how people saw me because I didn't work full time. I was in a position where I honestly was really being taken advantage of. I was being underpaid. I was working less hours than I was promised. And I was, it really affected my mental health and my sense of worth. And just to hear that I didn't have enough money, I didn't have enough income to like have an apartment and have a place to live uh, was really fucking with me. But it also reminded me everything that was going on really reminded me of my motivations behind this podcast and why I thought that this was really important for me and also for my friends and all the people who have supported me and all the journeys that I've had in the last years of my life as a young millennial, as a woman of color entering, you know, movement spaces, spaces that are supposed to be anti-violence and everything that I've experienced that feels really shameful to share. So it's really vulnerable for me to share that and that makes me excited and nervous, but I want to share it in hopes that other people will relate maybe or understand what I've gone through or that it helps them heal in some way. So just some context that I wanted to give for this clip of audio is that there is an awkward transition in it and that's just simply because I go from talking about my housing situation and then I talk about how I'm self-conscious around someone that I really respect because of my income and my job. But the reason that I edited that part out and it sounds funky is, again, this was part of my personal voice memos and my diary. And so it was really unfair for me to play that part because it was not actually how this person was intentionally making me feel. It was more about my projections of how I felt around this person. And so it's a little bit of a weird transition, but I still really like the clip and I think you'll enjoy it. And it really shows my motivation behind this project. so that's one thing that I don't know I'm just so scared and it's like really hard to get past that fear I don't know I don't know it's just it's really hard to get past the fear and I don't know how to get past the fear and it really scares me and I don't know what I need to change that so that's one thing um the agitated bib scares me and then oh my god and then the apartment stuff so basically I I called, yeah, I called Sherry to see if, like, what else they needed from us, and, like, I felt like me regaño, you know, when she said that we didn't have enough income, and I was like, okay, yeah, but this is from my second job, and, like, this is blah, blah, and, like, como que me regaño, like, oh my god, well, you don't make enough money, this isn't enough money, so, like, that was kind of hurtful, so they're just like, well, you don't make enough money on your own, so that kind of made me feel like shit. You know, I've definitely been feeling judged, like, knowing, like, I work part-time because she's seen me around a lot. And so, like, I think she's just kind of 
doesn't really see me as hardworking, um, which is important to her and, you know, like respectable too. And I'm not really that. It just made me feel really shitty about myself. Like I'm not good enough. I should be making more money. I should be doing more. I should blah, blah, blah. But it's like, even if I do want to do that, then like, there's no point like judging myself or like beating myself up about it right now. Like I should be doing that right now because it's like what I'm doing right now is what I'm doing right now. Like I know where I'm at right now you know and it's just like even though i'm taking it little by little like i'm fucking fine you know in august i decided to take it from august to december in january i decided to take it january through may so it's just like i'm doing january through may and i'm fine january through may may and it will work january through may so why it's just shitty that i feel bad about myself for that and that I know that that's how my partner was taught to think too. Um, and I was taught to think too. I think we were all taught to think that way. It's just like hurtful. It was just so hurtful to think about her judging me like that. Because she's someone that I respect. And you know with Connie. She's also someone that I respected. Respected. And just seeing like she judges me and doesn't respect me made me feel like shit. But writing my CV out has actually been really cool and empowering and like i think i have a i think i'm a really strong candidate like based on writing my cv i already feel like i'm a really strong candidate so i shouldn't be afraid to write my letters because it's like you know what people are putting in work to this application for me like some of this application is my recommendations which are going to be so fucking good like they're going to be good recommendations you know because i've done good work and people see that but also like people are putting in that effort for me so it's like i need to put more effort for myself to do uh to do my own essays and to do my annotated bid like if somebody asked me to write a recommendation for them like i would sit down and do it and i would put in the work so it's like why wouldn't i put in that fucking work for myself so that's how i'm thinking about it right now like that you know, it's just like, yes, like, I need to get past this, and, like, I'm going to get past this, but, like, I don't know what I need to get past this, like, I, you know, it just feels like I'm just buying and buying time instead of just doing it and getting past it, but that, and then also made me think a lot about how I want to start this podcast really bad now, like, I really have things to say, like, I finally broke off that shit with Connie, um, I really want to interview my friends, I was thinking a really cute format would be, like, just set up the topics really well like season wise like have like a really nice like you know season one just to like you know talk about with and just like do interviews with my friends and it's gonna be so cute you know it's gonna be so wholesome it's just gonna be super 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 cute yeah so basically I interview people and then so I ask them to like introduce themselves and like share some of their identities like what they think their cutest feature is and one thing that they're really good at and then from there we can like have a you know I can have like a set of questions maybe if it's only even five like I don't care if it's only 20 minutes as long as it's like no more than 45 minutes you know hopefully around like 25 to 35 is the best but you know I'm fine with it being a short podcast and just doing short cute episodes about like work and work-related stress and navigating the workplace as a femme and like as a person of color and all these things and just like how fucking difficult it is living under capitalism and like just how fucking shitty that is like wow yeah today's like just a really stressful day where i feel like capitalism is really weighing down on me and that's super shitty and i hate it Ugh, i hate it so much but 
I still have a life purpose. I'm still, you know, I'm still gonna get into these grad schools. I'm So you all just heard my pep talk to myself on my diary. This was recorded during a time where I was really struggling with my finances, my money, my career, everything that I was doing for work was really stressful for me. And so I'm really excited to have shared that moment. And so yeah, I'm going to be interviewing my friends about everything related to work. I have already several interviews recorded that talk about mental health and being a woman and being harassed in the workplace and talking about how we see work portrayed in the media from millennial perspectives. And so there's a lot of really fun things that I'm talking to people about on this project. And also this is for me. Also, I'm on a journey of liberating myself from the ways that I've internalized capitalist ways of thinking and capitalist ways of being. And so I've learned a lot from my friends and from the people that I'm going to be talking to and sharing these interviews with. So I'm really excited about that also. And just lastly, for every episode, I really want to encourage all my guests to share a song that they feel is really resonating with them, especially about the topics that we talk about. And so for this week, I chose a song by Rebecca Lane. She's a Guatemalan feminist activist. She's a rapper and she's so cool. She's such a badass. And I've chosen the song Obsidiana. And that song came out last year on her album by that same name. And I was just mind blown by the power and the lyrics that she always brings. I fucking love her. And so I'm using this song to call other women in, call other people who have, who are oppressed and who are having to work and be in these shitty situations and people that are navigating all these toxic environments. I'm using it as a call for other women and other people who feel like they're ready to share their stories and they're ready to find healing and find new ways of thinking about their relationship to work. And I'm also using this as a protection spell for myself in this journey. So thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited to be sharing with you all again next week. Bye. Por eso digo lo que pienso aunque incomoda No me pasan en la radio, no les voy a pagar Si el honor es suyo no me voy a rebajar No me invitan a sus fiestas ni a sus festivales Pero me ponen fuerte en las marchas, en las calles Sabes, no quiero un carro del año Quiero aprender a manejar mi vida sin hacerme daño Y sin hacerte daño, pues que voy a cantar 
Si tuviera el alma podrida, si no me atreviera a sanar ¿Qué tal? Me llamo Rebeca, tengo orejera de jade Tengo tatuadas las piernas, los brazos y en los puños los ideales Soy un volcán, soy una pantera y tengo manada de perras No le canto a cualquiera, le canto a mis lobas, le canto a guerreras Soy un volcán, soy una pantera y tengo manada de perras No le canto a cualquiera, le canto a mis lobas, le canto a guerreras Por la boca es tu polaba, corazón de obsidiana Alma de anciana, sabia, rabia, música y magia Por la boca es tu polaba, corazón de obsidiana Alma de anciana, sabia, rabia, música y magia Thank you.